0: My name is Monica Gleiberman, and you're listening to Silence on Set Podcast. On today's podcast, we're talking to Philemon Chambers, who plays Deputy Augustus on the hit show Walker Independence. The show is set in the late 1800s and is an origin story of the series Walker, Walker Independence follows Abby Walker, an affluent and tough-minded Bostonian whose husband is murdered before her eyes while on her journey out west. Abby arrives in the town of Independence, and everything just gets crazy from there. So to break down all of season one, everything you need to know, give us some behind-the-scenes details, and talk about some really fun stories. Here's Philemon Chambers. Ready for the interview? I'm so happy to have you. I love you Ugh. so much.
1: I love you too. Long time coming.
0: I I know because we would try we would try to set up an interview and then we could tell the people we just had like a whole hour conversation because we're just best friends now. Before we yes, I'm,
1: I'm so sorry that you guys didn't get to see that it wasn't for you <laughs> yet yet it wasn't for you yet not yet
0: not yet but yeah but <laughs> it was it was so good and I I just I just love you so I'm starting off the interview with how much I love you so that's how we're gonna start. Don't make me cry. <laughs> um. So let's jump into the show, which is, okay. totally, we're just totally pivoting now from before we recorded. So let's talk about the show. So you're on this okay. show called Walker Independence.
1: I am, I think.
2: Yeah, and I am. Yeah. The show,
0: yeah. Which has taken off. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, I think, one of the number one shows. I mean, everybody's watching it, known to man. Um, so let's start off with I know people have asked you a million things about getting your role and what it's like and blah, blah. blah. So i want to get to the good stuff so when you were getting augustus right and like you read the script and you picture what he is in your brain Mm -hmm. and you film episode one now through to the finale what has changed from your original perspective of him to now
1: so this was the thing when augustus the the creation of augustus was was coming together Everything helped from wardrobe to then talking like him, seeing how he would respond to certain situations. And during the casting process, Larry was very, even if Larry had it, he would make you do it over. He would give you a different note. He would make you try something out of the box. And it it helped build who Augustus at the time was. Because that's the funny thing, carrying on a character throughout a season, they change so much. They get into different, uh, uh, situations and from who Augustus was conceptually to who he became. I, I, I,
2: a lot changed. Yeah.
1: A lot changed. Um, you know, halfway through the season, Augustus hit this point with Tom where he was very, he got more short-tempered and more short-tempered and more short short uh, short-tempered. When we first meet Augustus, he's polite, nice, reserved, but you know, welcoming, inviting. And then as season progresses, he just becomes a little bit more, you know, uh, curious. He's he's uh, he's a little bit more aware of what's going on. And then at the end, I, I would say a lot. I don't feel like I answered the question properly, but a lot.
0: <laughs> no you did i feel like and this might help you i feel like the show started if this makes sense to you as augustus and ended mm. with gus yeah does that makes sense yes, like i feel like it does. was such a transition from mm. this guy that wants to do good that's mm-hmm. really a little reserved not really you know wants to respect authority
2: mm-hmm.
0: not really sure where he stands you know we're kind of like always on the fence like where does he stand towards Tom? and like we don't really know And but wants to be respectful and he is respecting Mm -hmm. me. Um, but then over time, with more information, kind of like what you said, things start changing, and then I think Gus starts appearing, which is like a guy that's all right, I might be um in an authoritative position, but it doesn't mean the person above me is necessarily a good person.
1: Right, which is why in 12 Otis says nobody is above the badge, and it's true.
0: True story, yeah just you're like just saying mic drop <laughs> oh my god <laughs> like the same person it's like yeah it Brings me, me out we're the same person um oh. yeah so I feel like you went from Augustus to Gus I wanted to ask you too another thing which I really enjoy about the show is mm. the diversity obviously that's mm-hmm. all you No, know, this has come up before but I love the fact that on a lot of shows when they introduce um indigenous people for example they're like just on a reservation in the side they're not really part of the story and like you see them here and there and like there's Mm -hmm. not much there um when they have someone from the black community on the show it's to push the story further like you know like we're not Mm -hmm. really the point where we need to be in terms of Mm -hmm. diversity. walker doesn't do that it did the complete opposite so now we have someone a character that's not really technically i mean he's living on the reservation but he's in the show on a regular basis but I love mm-hmm. when he goes back and they're talking in his language and we're seeing, yeah. the, ti- you know, the titles coming up. And then for you, mm-hmm. you're playing a, a Black character, a Black man in a time period where Black men were not respected and were not treated yeah. well. And this mm-hmm. is not to, to be used to further the story along. Ironically, you're given a position of authority that yeah. looks even crazy because of how Black men were treated back then. So, for yeah. you, for reading all of that and kind of digesting the diversity and like, and the craziness of how they were like, yeah, we don't care. Like, you know, we don't care, white, black, whatever. You're going to be playing this character and this is what you're doing. It's your authority. And we don't care that there's like, you know, like, this is how we're doing it. Mm-hmm. And what was that like for you when you read it? Because it's so different and it's so unfortunately not normal. And I wish it was yeah. normal, but the show is making it more normal. So, what was that like for you? I-
1: a breath of fresh air because I didn't really see myself in Westerns when I was a kid. My dad, I, I grew up watching Bonanza, the Beverly Hillbillies, and, and it it had a depiction of who Black men were, Black women were, Native American men, Native American women. You know, there were certain things in there, but it was, we were the butt of the joke. We weren't at the forefront. We weren't uh, given uh, storylines, and I, I understand at that time Hollywood wasn't what it is now. And you know, even still to this day, our 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 show, Independence, we are the most accurate depiction of what the West was. You know, and it's it's crazy to me to 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 say that and to still see that till this day because you know you have other Western shows who, you know, they they are very traditional and it's great. But, you know, we are the real depiction. And when I was reading it and when Seamus was talking to me, when Larry was talking to me, when Laura was talking to me, when me and Justin met and we knew what they wanted to do, it was such a breath of fresh air because I was talking to Seamus and I was just like, you want a black man in the 1800s to be sure. Okay, okay. I was like, you know, there's gonna be some... He was just like, I know when I want it. Because it's true, you know, we're still, we're not... The thing about our show is we're not oblivious to what was in the 1800s in the sense of, you know, uh, uh, racism and, and everything like that. We're not oblivious to that. We're doing it in a more tasteful way. It's not as abrupt. Um, but you know, going back to the to the to the original question, I love that they have put um minority characters at the front and center that 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 is one of the reasons why I joined the project.
0: Yeah. And like for me, it, it was such a great thing because when I saw the pilot and then uh, obviously like future episodes, like as you started going mm-hmm. in, I agree with you. there it's not ignored. It's not Mm -hmm. important for sure, and there are times I think we're like Gus, like you know, it's almost like he's threatened because it's like, don't forget, don't forget where you are, don't forget that Mm -hmm. you have Mm authority, don't forget how easy it can be taken away, like those kind of things. So I and I think he and you know, you're you're the character, so you could probably speak better than me, but I feel like he has that in his brain at all times. That yeah, Mm -hmm. like that he's aware Mm -hmm. that he's in a privileged position as a black man at this time, and is very cautious especially in the beginning as Augustus if I'm using that term (laughs) you know as Augustus and making decisions because he doesn't want to risk losing that position because who knows what would end up happening so there there are those things there are comments made right so when you have Mm -hmm. Killian come down they're like you don't belong here what are you doing in our town Mm -hmm. so there are comments made but what I love is the fact that it's not too further along the story
2: yeah which yeah
0: can used four before
1: yeah and that was the biggest thing we didn't anytime uh particularly with with episode um episode five when me uh me Greg and Justin were on the horses and we're trying to find um Eli Eli there it is it's coming back um, we were trying to find Eli and uh Greg, when we were doing rehearsals for this, I uh, I was telling Seamus and I was, I was telling our director at the time, Carol, I was like, you know, there are certain things in here that they want me to say that as a Black man, I just can't say. Because if you wanna put me in that position, you have to put me in that position. I said, who Augustus is, I don't feel like he's just gonna take anything that Tom says, especially out on the frontier, I'm like, there's this. There, there has to be this like give and take. I know he's going through what he's going through, but August, Augustus is all, is going through what he's going through as well. So when I say you want to take that, you care to take that tone with me again, it wasn't uh, a planned line. That was it. It just happened, and it fits so well because it was it was showing that Augustus had a little bit of bite back. He respected. But he was also saying, you need to respect me. So yeah, again, I could elaborate on that all damn day. day.
0: <laughs> well, you know, it's funny that you should bring up that scene because I was gonna bring up that moment because when you guys are on the horses and mm. you know, and he yells at you, like Tom turns and yells at Augustus. Um and right and like right away, you like you turn. And I was like, What is he gonna do? Is he just gonna take it? Because he has been relatively quiet and that's when I started seeing a turn happen. I feel like that mm-hmm. was like, a pivotal moment. Cause, and then when he goes, are you going to take that tone with me again? And like the look like that you gave, you know, like that Augustus gives is like, don't fuck with me. Look, like it was like this, I'm being mm-hmm. serious. Like if I'm respecting you, you respect me. We're in a position, we're working together. We're looking. So it, I was like, woo! I remember going like, like, <laughs> when, like when you said it. And I think that's when I, when things started changing, and for me, like, you know, on the show, when they call like kind of shorten and call him Gus, I was like, that's when Gus was born. At that moment, yeah. he was going, yeah. I'm not going to stand for just anything. Like, I'm not going to mm-hmm. let you just walk all over me. Mm-hmm. You know, I do have a voice. And he mm-hmm. said, if I need to. But again, mm-hmm. while being respectful, like, you know, mm-hmm. while trying to to navigate the difficulties of, you know, being a black man at, at that time. But yeah. I'm so happy that he had spoken out.
1: In that yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and Gus is really modeled after my dad. My dad is is very country. Um, but to a fault, he is very respectful, very nice, very welcoming, but he's quiet. My dad bides his time with certain things. And, and that's what I kind of modeled Augustus after was him biding his time. Him, you know, Augustus is aware, but... He might not say it right now. He might not say it later. He's gonna get his facts together. You know, and when uh, episode six happens, was it episode six where um, Augustus questions Otis about uh, the cattle cattle something, who that episode was a long time ago, Um, but that was the first-
0: About the cattle being stolen?
1: Yeah, that was episode 6, right?
0: I, I think so. Whoever's Yes, it was. It was, was. Us, I think it was 6. It, That's where you guys were. You were looking. Yeah, at- it
1: was it was oh, 6 course. because because 7 was Justin's episode with the hanging. Yes. That was that episode, so it was 6, and that was the first time we saw Augustus actually get something wrong. And I was like, mm, okay all right all right all right all right we're okay but, we're okay i
0: mean like listen though i give him a lot of credit though because when in those round of episodes and i think it's and now you're you have me, me all like it's hard because it blurs i totally get it <laughs> and you know every fan listening is going it's hard, and it's, so we're sorry you guys but like let us know, know, know in the, know the comments what goes on <laughs> 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 yeah leave, leave it just just leave the episode titles leave in it in the comments study it yeah <laughs> um, but there's an episode, and I think it's either five or four. I think it's five mm-hmm. when you guys are talking, and um, they kind of come in. And you're talking to Tom, and um, Augustus is saying, or no, you're Augustus is speaking about oh, it's to Kalian. He's you guys are having a conversation, and mm-hmm. um, and I think it leads to um what Kayleen's been doing. And you're like, well, you've been distracted. What's been going on? And fine. then, That's of, yeah, and he finally kind of opens up and goes, I think, you know, maybe things aren't right with Tom. I think this happened. And then mm-hmm. Augustus goes, no, I can tell you that di- that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Because I know X, Y, and Z. I wish you came to me earlier. That's mm-hmm. what I want you guys to go on the horses. So mm-hmm. that is like, to me, was one of the, and again, this is why I want to bring up this episode, was one of the biggest moments because like... <laughs> Are you
1: like? Are you like oh, I'm like, I saw something like, like, white. My ADHD, <laughs> my ADHD kicked in and I was like, uh uh-oh,
0: uh-oh, uh-oh, like, uh-oh. oh, oh. Little, little um but it's very interesting because in that episode, I feel like that episode in particular changed everything because Gus is not wrong in the mm. fact that there was someone else there. I think mm. we all assumed that it was it was Abby, that it was like her feet and maybe that's what they were seeing, the two pairs of feet that were there, like on mm. um, the tracking. But in reality, Gus is not totally off that it might not have. I mean, I think he thinks it's not Tom at that point, but I don't, I think that him assuming that there's another guy involved and obviously it becomes Tom's brother or whatever that we find out down the road, he was on the right track. Mm-hmm. And and I think that, that conversation with him and Kaylee was big because he was going, they both are from communities where you trust your own, Right. Mm-hmm, and they both have mm-hmm. to cross over and trust each other and they have that conversation and neither one judges the other and you guys trust each other and go on that journey on those horses and have yeah. that whole like kind of scene together. And yeah. it just felt like to be so interesting.
1: You know, even it, it 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 was so interesting too because uh, at the beginning of five, you know, me and, me and Justin are on that hilltop and, um, you know, we're kind of having that conversation of like, you know, he's like, "I'm sorry, I've been distracted," and I'm like, "Distracted by what?" And there's so much that happens in that episode with um, Callion and 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 Gus when it comes to their relationship, and then you have that ending scene um, when you know they are one with each other still, but kind of off. And you know, then you have that in six where is it five or six it's it's five right where the initial conversation happens at the sheriff's office when when Callie is just like um Tom Davidson killed Liam Collins and I'm just like no like so I, I agree there was a lot that happened in that episode
0: yeah like uh that was yeah that was six and and no that was five that they have the conversation that led
2: into six yeah yeah
0: and led, led into six but yeah like it and it was just so interesting For me to watch that. And I remember screening it early and I went, Ooh, things are changing. Things Mm -hmm. are changing for both of these characters. But really, for me, I saw the biggest change in your character because, Mm -hmm. like you said, he was so quiet and kind of like reserved and biding his time, picking and choosing battles, right? Like, when do I speak Mm -hmm. out? When do I not speak out? All of that kind of stuff. And then this happens and you kind of start following clues and then. You know we kind of go down this crazy path so after five and six and seven we start heading down um to where things start getting crazy so before we get to the port part where the internet freaked which i don't know if you <laughs> saw this where like the internet was no. out um about the possible killing of gus because we were all having a heart attacks. so before we yeah. get there and i want to and i want to know you were hard <laughs> and you read that script but <laughs> Between huh. six and kind mm-hmm. of towards the end, so like between six and 12,
3: mm-hmm.
0: how much do you see Gus opening up to this group of like these four that are really mm-hmm. trying to gun after Tom, get mm-hmm. the evidence that they need, but then also be open to the fact that there was someone else there that Gus kind of knows about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like, how does like how does that all kind of work out? Do you feel like for your character, in those episodes to make that storyline kind of thread through?
1: I think that it if that didn't happen, storyline just wouldn't make sense because at some point in time, the only other authoritative person is me. You know, Tom is the one that they're gunning after, and the only other person is me. So you kind of have to get me on your side. So I I personally loved when Gus got involved with the group because then you saw again these this unlikely group of people who you would not expect to one band together um uh, for one common goal but you know even the aspect of them getting along like anything like that it was just and and then you saw them band together not only with with the Tom Davidson situation, but even with the Kai situation and even with the Callian situation, you just saw this, this unlikely group of people come together, your chosen family, and they were not going to take no for an answer. And I, I definitely do think that throughout it, you definitely see Gus, you see a little bit more of him open up and him open up and him open up. And then, you know, like him being more receptive to certain things, but you know, I can't, fully talk about it all because then we would have to talk
2: about 12
0: and 13 oh we're getting there <laughs> <laughs> but no I agree with you and what I love so much is and I you know I give a lot of credit to Matt for this I've I've spoken to Matt about it um in the beginning or kind of like the mm. middle of the one uh, of Walker uh independence that we talked about it but for Hoyt I love um I always laugh when he goes yeah. and then there were three and then there were four. There were four. Again, I just like start cracking up because it's like, but the the it's funny what he's saying, but underneath it is such a beautiful thing because mm. each person and it's kind of going off what you're saying. They're all so different, could not be more different, right? You got like a train mm. robber, like you know Hoyt's like all wild and and running around. You have like Abby, who's like super serious. You have Kate, who's like you know trying to like run things and like do th- like everyone's in like all these different spots. You're like a like Gus is an authority. Mm-hmm. Don't picture like a peace meeting, right, with all of them sitting down and just having a conversation. And there were two yeah. things that I I came out of that when Gus finally kind of becomes part of the group, which was one, this is such a great display of having a conversation. And
2: everybody yeah.
0: <laughs> to one another that all mm-hmm. look different and all have different backgrounds and are all talking about things and respecting each other. They don't all agree. That's for damn mm-hmm. sure. But they no, all no. have a conversation and it's OK. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing that I felt like came out of it was the conversations that they have and then the actions that kind of take place in the episodes after some of them aren't the correct kind of actions to take, but not one of them judges one for it. They mm-hmm. all, because they're all after the same intent, is to do good. So even if yeah. it happened, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And I just love that so much. And like, the first thing that came to my mind that I could like kind of compare it to was almost like Hamilton. That kind of idea that like right, like in the in the play, yeah. like everyone looks different. Everyone's of different races, different colors, different you know, different sexes, and everyone's playing all the kind of different car like parts. And you picture them in that meeting, and they have like that whole like song, you know. And I will go to Hamilton. But that scene, and they're and they're having a conversation, and it's okay. The some of the biggest things that have happened in history are because people sat down and freaking talked to one another. Yeah, so yeah. again, it's another thing that your show is doing that sounds so simple and so common sense, but mm-hmm. is not happening on other shows. You will not find a Native American or like an indigenous person and a black person and a white person that had money and like like all of these kind of people and a raw ro- a bank robber or whatever, you know, Matt's gonna kill me, whatever he wants to call Hawaii uh, an outlaw, he'll probably like that better. An outlaw, outlaw, man, outlaw. Right? outlaw. Like, I know I mean, he'll get mad at me about the robber. But like <laughs> all of them sitting together, yeah, legitimately after one goal, working together and working mm-hmm. through their differences. So yeah. before we get to the 12 and 13 for you, what is that like too? Like when you're reading all of that and it's so, it's so believable, it's not cartoonish. It's not overdone Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. not underdone. It's like Mm -hmm. perfectly on that line of being like, I believe that a hundred percent, I get it. And I feel for all of these people. So what was that kind of filming process like? And Mm -hmm. as actors, did you guys talk about it, address it at all? Or did you kind of just go in and film it?
1: We went in and filmed it. You know, it, it, it's it's so hard. This is the thing. This is the thing. It is so hard to have all of us in a scene together because we are idiots. <laughs> we are horrible together. We cannot get through a single take without laughing. It's 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 um it's it's so bad. But it just contributes to the relationship that's off screen. Anytime we've gotten the script that, OK, let's say we didn't agree on um, the whole script or we didn't agree with a scene with somebody in it, somebody felt some type of way, we all banded together, talked about it, and asked, how can we help? How can I help you with this? How can I help you with that? And it's, it's something that Seamus uh, is brilliant when it comes to the, the direction in which he wants the show to go. We never know in game. Seamus, his mind, his this this universe that he's created is is an ongoing thing. And that kind of made me say like he was crazy. I'm so sorry. But um it's it's an ongoing thing, and he's so brilliant in his execution um that honestly we go in, we do it, and we all just genuinely listen to each other. We all value what the next person has to say. So it just shows. And and that's the biggest thing with our family is is that our family. We are a chosen family. We came together to do a show, uh, at the beginning, but now we are, we are literally a family. I talk to everybody every single day.
0: Yeah. And like, and see, and that's what I love too, because for people that this is normal, right? Like, you know, for me, like this kind of look uh, at this table is normal for me, mm-hmm. it's great to see on screen. Cause I don't see it. For other mm-hmm. people that might feel like it's it's not their everyday life and, you know, yeah. um, and they want it to be or they want to learn more and they want to be educated. That's what the show offers them is offers mm-hmm. the ability to be like, yes, you can have those conversations. You can sit at mm-hmm. a table. You can disagree. Everything doesn't have to be a huge fight and yeah. to be educated. Like I love like for, um, you know, Kellyanne, like I love it so much when whenever he's on the reservation, because when they talk the way they talk or what they're showing you, if you don't know mm-hmm. what that is, look it up. Mm-hmm. Like they're exactly. not going explain it to you on the show because there's exactly. no way no. explain it. That's his life and that's what he's living. And that's how the show kind of does everything. Mm-hmm. So to mimic real life would mm-hmm. make sense because I'm sure there were conversations back then that looked like this. So like, you know, like it all sounds so stupid <sighs> because it's common sense, but it's not being shown on TV.
1: And you're right. it It is so simplistic in its execution, but it's not done. It's not. You know, this is and that's why like when it comes down to our show, this is how the West looked. This is how the West felt. Everything that we've seen prior to this has been a plagiarized version of what they've wanted to show us, of what Hollywood at one point wanted to show us. And when it comes down to specifically talking about Callian and him speaking Apache, oh, I love it myself because Again, like you said, we're not over-explaining anything. We don't have to. These are normal conversations between him and his people. We don't have to do the the uh, the 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 fluff. We don't gotta add that. We it it's cut out, we don't have to do it. And even with my character with Augustus, I in, in episode five, notably, when we're walking through not walking, <laughs> we were on the horses for 13 hours that day. When we're coming through the ravine, I say Hato. And uh, it's uh, basically what, Hato is what, in Apache. And I thought it was so apropos to their relationship because we've been friends for years now. And why wouldn't Augustus know Apache? Why wouldn't Augustus know certain things so then that way Callian didn't have to translate all the time because Augustus has gone to the you know uh, the, the, the Apache camp. He's been there. He, he stayed there when he was injured. So why wouldn't he know certain things? So even um, Justin allowing me and the Apache translator, allowing me to take part in um, saying just a word, <laughs> you know, was monumental because it's, it's something that even furthers our show's <sighs> narrative of inclusivity
0: right and and to like go off that too i love when they show you um burial scenes in particular and Mm. i remember there was a scene very early on maybe in like um episode one or two it might have been even the pilot where they have to do a burial and there were things that um killian's character was doing justin's doing that i was like i don't i haven't heard that before and i just looked it up and then i was like oh my gosh this is so beautiful like the things that they add and the reasons why that's on the body and like the things that they do. And it was such a beautiful thing. And one of my friends, I remember saying, said, Oh, oh, they don't explain like what that means or why that's there. And I said, no. And why should they like, I said, would you explain it? If you were at a funeral and we were like being filmed, would you go, this is a casket and this is the, like, you wouldn't do that. So Mm -hmm. when I saw it, I wanted to know what it was. I wanted, I wanted to be educated. I wanted to look up and say, why is this important? why is this important Mm -hmm. character and I looked it up and that's what your show does and has accomplished and like with no preaching
2: which Mm -hmm. is something
0: that's just so beautiful
2: and it's
1: not done (laughs) there's always preaching going on and I'm just like
2: but great
0: I know but But, I mean like this it's just it's so good so like I I don't want to like harp on it too much but I I want to bring it up and talk about it for a decent amount of time because it's so original and not mm-hmm. being done. And I think your show has opened the door for other shows. Cause I've seen other shows coming up now that are like kind of doing the same thing or like mm-hmm. have conversations, mm-hmm. not really explain them. Or sometimes there'll be like a conversation that's not translated. And I don't mm-hmm. need to know like what he said, Like obviously, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there are things like that that are happening and it's happening more frequently now, but it wasn't happening when you guys were filming and it wasn't happening no. when the show was coming out.
1: You know, I mean, anytime anytime a show can, and I'm not saying that we're doing this at all. I don't want to think too highly of of myself or what we're doing, but anytime a show can usher in a new narrative and people can take that and run with it, you've achieved something great. So I, I, I hope with what we're doing, we can make it normal, Um, moving forward for these types of conversations to be had, for these types of uh, people to be on screen and actually be a part of a story and not be the brunt of a
3: joke.
0: Yeah. And I mean, so I just love it. Um, I'm glad (laughs) we talked about it. I know it's like deep, people are coming in and they're like, what? Deep conversation, but it has to be said. It has to be talked about because your show is very different than other shows. And I've been big about this with a lot of people that I've interviewed because- Like you know, um, obviously Jared's the executive producer of the show. He's Mm -hmm. on Walker. Walker does similar stuff. Um, Jensen, obviously, they have a connection. Anyone listening? Shocker, they were both in Supernatural. Jensen, I know, shocker, (laughs) you didn't hear it. But for the Winchesters, did the same thing. And so Mm -hmm. we're entering a new era into showing this diversity. So for all of these actors that I've been talking to that are on all of these shows, it's Mm -hmm. come up because it isn't normal. And what's amazing and the biggest thing for me is that you know i'm 36 and growing up i you know you just saw white people or like you said like the jokes like you know all of that kind of stuff or like the wise men was like a you know an mm. person or like you know things like that like it was never like what it should be whereas you know. now you got 15 year olds watching walker and seeing some variety walker independent seeing some variety and the winchester seeing variety and the brains behind that are these two guys that have worked together on a show you know, for 15 years. And it's just, I mean, yeah. that they're going to grow up and this is normal. And that's mm. how it's going to be. And that's hopefully yeah. going. So that was like my kind of point of bringing it up. But I think, you know, it's important to talk about it. And you can't talk about Walker and Pence without bringing it up. I think if anyone doesn't bring it up, it's either maybe they don't feel comfortable about it, but I feel like it needs to be said because
1: mm. Agree. No, you can I, ignore I
0: you can ignore it.
1: No, I mean, you know, I can understand somebody's hesitation with, you know, like you said, if they don't feel comfortable, I get it completely. Yeah, if you it. don't feel comfortable with it, you know, mm-hmm. but also too, I can never be mad at the pursuit of knowledge. If you just want to know, just to know, ask. You know, if it's a, it's if it's insensitive, I'll just be like, hey, don't ask that shit again. You'll be fine. Just don't ask that. But I mean, if it's if it's something where it's coming from, even if it is like on borderline insensitive but it's coming from curiosity genuine curiosity not like
2: i got you at the end of the day
0: yeah well yeah. i love it and i want to talk about it and i'm glad you were so open about it and um i'm seeing changes in it and i'm just so happy with all these crews and all this crossover <laughs> all these people working together and it's just so great yeah. so yeah. To kind of reiterate that you had um you have a couple of like, kind of like crossovers between Walker and Walker independence. So first you had Matt that was on Walker mm-hmm. at Hoyt that like flipped over to independence and was playing his like ancestor. And I had a mm-hmm. whole conversation with Matt about like the changes that he did. And you know, that um cowboy Hoyt would be like long hair at the best, mm-hmm. I love it. And they are so different, but uh, you know, Matt's so great with like the comedy and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but then you also have another crossover I don't know how the hell you two work together like just before i ask my question how the hell do you guys work together because i would talk to matt and like the entire time i was either laughing or like semi-emotional like everything he says is either like i feel like like super intense and i'm like oh, sorry. or like laughing and it was kind of like how we were talking before i hit the record yeah, I yeah, talking, oh yeah. My God. like you we were either laughing or i was like dude you're so right like that's uh... still with you too so the yeah. two of you, I would die to see some video of the two of you not working. Cause like, I don't know how you guys get it.
1: <sighs> Matt is a beautiful soul. I love that man so much. It it, it pains me how much I love him. Um, no, he. Uh, <laughs> Matt, honestly, when it comes down to to working with Matt, I admire the hell out of Matt. He's so effortless in his execution of just anything. And I'm just like, Matt, how the fuck did you do that? And he's just like, Philly, why are you asking me? You're doing it. And I'm like, no, I'm not. You're doing it. And then like, it's, it's this ongoing thing of me and him going back and forth and being like, no, you're great. No, you're great. No, 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 no. You're great. No, 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 you're great. I'm like, get out of my face. Um, but uh, me and Matt, like, even just on like a personal level, when me and Matt can get together, have a conversation, Matt just bears his soul. What you see is what you get with Matt Barr. And that is one of the main things I admire about him. Uh, you know, I, I I know him on a on a very deeper level. I mean, obviously, because we're on a show together, but because being somewhere for a year you're only with your, your co-stars, you're only with your, your chosen family and, and learning him, his ins and his outs. I have nothing but mad respect for Matt Barr. If you are watching Matt Barr, I love you, but no, I, I, that man is a gym is such a gym.
0: I know. And, um, literally he was just like you, and I can see why you all get along because just like you, we were having the same kind of conversation where I was like, Oh yes. Oh my God. I love you. (laughs) Oh my god! Let's and then laughing and that's how it was with him. It was just, mm. it was like a, such a beautiful conversation. It was so real, and you're so real, and like that's what makes it so great. And I'm like, yeah, I think I get it. I get why it all works. Same thing with Cat. Like I understand it, and yeah. I want to talk to Justin. Um, that that's the plan. And with Justin, I've heard the same thing. Like you know, just nothing but this beautiful openness to just be, mm. to to talk, to educate, to have fun. To like mm-hmm. just all just everything that you guys all seem to represent. And it's just beautiful that you were all put together, which is just yeah. so weird.
1: well, and that's the that's such the funny part about a show because you never know what you're gonna get when you get on a show. But everybody, literally everybody, cast, crew, from our upper ups to anybody working on our show, what you see is what you get everybody's like this and it amazes me every single time I'm on set. It takes me 10 minutes to say good morning to everybody. And it takes me 15 minutes to say good night to everybody because I just like hugs. I love hugs. I am such a big hugger and everybody's so welcoming to that. I've been on sets where people weren't as receptive and, you know, you kind of have like certain people you're just like, (laughs)
3: okay.
1: Yeah. But everybody on our set again is, it is honestly one of the best things to be a part of just because of our family.
0: Yeah. And it shows in all the interviews. Cause every time I talk to all of you, it's like so much love for everybody else. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's just so great. So I, I yeah. just love it. I get so excited with you guys, but <laughs> to talk about crossover. So you have mm-hmm. that crossover. Mm-hmm. Then you have Jared as an EP. So I want to hear what it's like working with Jared as an EP. If there's anything that like, if he's come on set, if you, have had to work with him at all because a lot of executive producers will come on set some don't some like to Mm -hmm. just the kind of footage and deal with that so you Mm -hmm. have that aspect of a crossover kind of from walker to walker um independence but then you also have a mysterious cameo from uh from jared somewhere down the line that came on so how was what was that all like
2: maybe i just have one of those faces. (laughs) <laughs> I told
1: um, before
0: we started i was like he could do a really mean jared in front because we were talking about jared he could do a really mean <laughs> impression it's really i good. love
1: jared um from an ep perspective of jared he has always been very welcoming to anything that you have to say very welcoming jared has come to set well, twice i want to say twice maybe once i don't know i've seen jared a couple times. But uh, Jared is always, <sighs> I wanna talk about a specific moment. I think it was uh, three, three. There's a, when when Tom's character brings in Liam's body and all you see is me carrying Liam's body and putting him into the wagon uh, to go to the Undertaker. Jared was there for that. Jared was there for that and uh, uh, he he was having fun watching me pick up a 220 pound man 15 times. He was having a lot of fun, too much fun to the point where he was just like, we should just make him do it uh, like five more times, right? And I'm like, <laughs> keep on playing, I'm gonna call Jim. So um, no, Jared is, is such a hoot when he comes to said, he's so, so much fun. Uh, I love any time we can spend together. Uh, but yeah, like from even him doing <laughs> the the uh, surprise cameo. Uh, Jared had so much fun. He, I, I wasn't on set when he was filming that. It was my day off and I had just gotten a little fur baby. So I needed to spend time with my fur baby. And, uh, he, he had so much fun, just
0: like hide. (laughs) No, 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 I I, I gotta go home.
1: (laughs) You know, I met up with them afterwards, but no, Jared had so much fun and it was snowing that day actually. And I had, I had, I had texted Jared and I was just like, Hey, are y'all even going to film? And he was just like, we're waiting for, uh, actually it wasn't snowing in the area that they were in. And I was like, Oh, well, that's perfect. But, um, no, Jared, he had a blast and then I got to meet up with them afterwards and, and we had dinner and, and talked and talked about cleaning out colons. You know, it's just a regular conversation with Jared Padalecki.
0: I know the most random stuff.
1: <laughs> a regular conversation.
0: Yeah. Great well, like, The conversation kind of, it probably started with, oh, so how was it on set? Did you have a good time? Into knowledge yep. and facts and stuff like that. <laughs>
1: Jared's super great with facts.
2: <laughs> so great with facts, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I thought it was so cool that he wanted to even come on, that he wanted to kind mm. of have like some part of of Walker Independence, and I thought it was like such a, a little cool finale. Yeah, yeah, like I thought it was like such a good idea. And it was cute. And it was well done, and it, and it kind of makes sense. And because you have like the Hoyt kind of crossover, that kind of work So mm. it kind of like all made sense, you know, to have him mm. on there, but. Um there
1: gonna be some more crossovers.
0: Will there do will there should I ask that? Can I ask this? I don't know, because we don't know yet about a new season. We haven't gotten there yet, so I'm jumping ahead. But do you think that if you were to get renewed, which can mm-hmm. keep your fingers crossed, that there mm-hmm. could be like a sort of somehow weird way of making like a walker walker independent situation in some way?
1: I will neither confirm or deny the possibility of a crossover like that.
0: Okay. So I'm going to take that as yes for anyone listening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go with yes. I'm allowed to say yes. You can say that. I'm going to say yes. But that would be super cool. I don't know how the hell you guys would figure it out. But I think there's ways to do it. Like I have a couple, like maybe like a couple ideas that are crazy. But it would be so fun. To see the two you kind of cross over or like something just crazy or like I don't know. There's you like,
1: never know.
0: You never know in this world. You
1: never know. I'm never not gonna to say anything. World. I'm just gonna keep my mysterious thing going on. You never know. Okay. Never I wasn't. Know. I don't know if that was I'm, that
0: mysterious because I'm going with it's a yes, but I, <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> you didn't say it, so you can't get in trouble. So it's okay. <laughs> but um, so. Jared is an EP that's, like, you know, obviously doing all of that stuff, coming on set, um you know, acting in the show. I thought it was so sweet, like, to have, like, a little piece of the Walker independence. So, that kind of leads mm-hmm. to the finale or the final two episodes. So, oh, you gave the internet a heart attack. So, the epi... And I, like, again, I see them early. You film them early. So, we don't know, right, like, what people are going to react to, what's going to happen.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We see Gus... Take a hit, get shot, right? I had a heart attack when I saw that episode and it was killing me because I had to wait to like find out on Twitter, like what everyone was going to say and like what was going on. And then we even, people think like for screeners, sometimes some shows they will give us all of them, Mm -hmm. other times they spread them apart. So they have this great way of giving us like all of them except for the last one. So I don't feel like the networks will do that. So like I I got up to that point and I was like, oh, (laughs) like I was like freaking out and then I couldn't say anything. So when it finally yeah. aired, and then I had I had seen the finale at that point, but when it finally aired, mm-hmm. I head over to Twitter and the world was freaking. I think they were not able to make us work out somehow. There was gonna be a freaking riot going on. Yeah. Um, so you get the script Oof. that you're shot.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What were you thinking? And then were like were you going, oh shit, like they're gonna kill me? Um, so, like, I want to hear your initial thoughts, and then, did you see the internet reaction of how upset people were when they when they saw this whole thing go down?
1: Well, I I fed into the um... <laughs> I am I, I'm I'm very I'm, I'm yeah. If I can be a troll, I will be a troll. Um, and I I kept on telling people, I'm like, be careful what you ask for. You're asking for Augustus's backstory. Sometimes the sun has to set in order for another one to rise. Like, I was just being very, like, oh. Um, but once people saw, it was the, wait, was that? 11 was the little flash pop. And then 12, you didn't see, or 12, did you see I Got Shot? At the end, yes, think, at the, yeah, end, at of the end of 12. at the end
0: of 12. Because I think we got, like, your story we got a little mm-hmm. flashback then we got your story mm-hmm. and then you got shot at the end of 12 we didn't know what was going on and then 13 you yeah. know like yeah. we'll surgery and all this stuff starts happening in 13
1: yeah it was um when i read it initially i was just nervous on the pure fact that for 12 i was narrating the whole thing and i was like i had asked them i was like are you sure you want to hear me talk for 42 minutes straight and they were like philly what are you talking about yeah like we we yeah yeah and i'm like Okay, yeah, (laughs) it doesn't make me nervous. Fine, (laughs) I'm fine. Um, but uh, going through it, I was like, it's so great that they have you at the edge of your seat, and I was like, it's kind of good that it's me (laughs)
2: because.
1: If you know you you take the those characters that you know people will be mad at if something happens to them, you know I, I saw on Twitter that people were like, if if uh, Tom Davidson is hurt, I'm going to be pissed, and then I saw if Augustus is hurt, I am gonna I'm gonna riot. I don't know who I'm gonna message, but I'm gonna message somebody. And I was like, you know, it's one of those things where um, I'm I'm so glad that Augustus is received so well. Um, but yeah, I I read it and I was like. Yo, this is good. I texted James and I was just like, "This is
3: really good."
1: Don't kill me though. I want to come back.
3: <laughs>
1: and he was like, "You're not done. You're not done." And I was like, "Okay, okay, okay." But um, you know what was taken out of thirteen, and I'm hoping in some way, shape, or form we can get it is me on the table. That scene actually, if we were to leave it on air, we would have had to been rated R.
0: Because we would have of, had to
1: been rated arm
0: because of the blood and all the stuff, or because of
1: me. Because of what, because what of, we're
0: seeing Body because box? of what
1: was no because of what was going on with like Augustus in that moment. I was actually convulsing at certain times. Oh, and
0: okay. First, I thought you was, were like you were saying like you weren't clothed or something. And I was going oh what oh you, no no what no. no.
1: It was right just now, it, or, like it was just you know coming to that moment of like uh of how would Augustus be if he had gotten shot and like you know, him being left there and and everything like that, it got very real for everybody on set. Like, I think Kat cried, Katie cried, Justin, he was just really quiet. Matt was like, you know, it was just very, it was a very real thing. And I, 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 Seamus had came in, because Seamus was there and he was just like, (laughs) I was like, oh shit. Yeah, so, you know, it, 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 um, yeah yeah i think so for that scene
0: everyone kind of gave you your obviously they know this is a heavy scene right for you to kind of make believable and so they gave you your freedom but by doing that you when you went all in it was like scary right because you're seeing like an actor that's a friend but you're getting like nervous how much is like going on is he okay Mm -hmm. and then it's also Mm -hmm. character so i can Mm -hmm. imagine everybody standing going like like watching it was it
1: was it was even for me when I was uh when I had went to ADR uh because I had to do a couple more uh, 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 some some more grunts but even me watching it I cringed because I was just like oh no oh no oh no oh no 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 if it, it's still um that that was hard for me to watch and also when my wife, uh, when I fi- when I got the letter that my wife had passed away, those two scenes for me in particular were very hard for me to watch. Very hard for me to film, actually. Very hard.
0: For the the scene that you said that um, a portion was taken out and that you hope like mm-hmm. at some point we could see or get our hands on. I'm um, hopefully, yeah. But, you know, listen, I'm all down for an exclusive if you want to send it over my way. Um, But was it <laughs> taken out um to limit some of what we saw? So like, did, was it, from that one scene, so like you filmed mm-hmm. it in its entirety, but parts were taken out to tone it down. Yes,
1: yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. If if they did not take it out, we would have had to been rated R. CW is not going to. It would have been. Um, yeah, yeah, it would have been something completely different. I think, I think, uh, I mean, just from the from from Augustus uh, being brought in and that shock factor it would have been like, you would have thought Augustus was going to die. Like that that would have, yeah. yeah.
0: So when you say th- about those two scenes, the letter, which mm-hmm. was emotionally heavy, and mm-hmm. then this last scene, like the scene in 13, which is emotionally, but also physically heavy, mm-hmm. how do you get there? Because when you read it, like, you know, everyone makes it sound like it's so easy. Like you read it on there. There's a little bit of description of what you got to do. There's words mm-hmm. and stuff, but how do you get to a point because you obviously went above and beyond to where they're like, we need to tone it down because people are going to freak out, you know, like, so, I mean, how do you get to that level to make those scenes happen?
1: So, uh, specifically talking about the letter scene, uh, that day, that was the only scene that I had. And I'm glad that it was like that because I wanted to put all my energy, all my effort into that moment. Uh, I came on set and usually, like I said, it takes me about 10 minutes to say good morning to everybody, hug everybody, greet them, ask them how their night was. Did they get any sleep? I came in. I was very much to myself. I had my earphones in. I was listening to music. Uh, We were passing the TP portion and I had to place a memory in the TP to then once I stepped into it, I was already in that Emotion and in that feeling, so anytime I looked over towards the TPI, started to get emotional and I started to get watery eyed, and I was just like, I can't look at it, can't look at it, and it was so besides myself. And I actually started to feel bad because people were coming up to me and giving me hugs, and I, um, Alec, our uh, our um, first team AD, he was saving grace for me that day because he he was making sure, like you know, people were kind of giving me my space for this moment for this very. Heavy Gus story. And we sat down in the TP to go over rehearsal. I did not open the letter. I said my lines just da, 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 da. Justin would hand me the letter. I did not open the letter, waited for a second, you know, camera wise, so they can position certain things. We did that twice. Um, and then we went into filming, uh, first time we did it when we, uh, uh, when Shell, our director yelled cut, he was like, I'm good if you're good. And I was like, I'm down, whatever you want to do. And he was just like, no, we have it. And he was, he was asking our uh, DP, um, Brooke and our camera operator, our, our ACAM operator Iken. He was like, do you guys have anything? And they were both like, no. I can was like, I do, not from a performance wise, but from a camera standpoint, if I can try something else. And then uh, Shell checked in with me and he was just like, are you okay to do another one? And I was like, I am, I am. We did that scene twice. That was it.
2: Wow.
1: Justin, he came back in the second time after we were done and he was like, he had tears and he was just like, fuck, you're making me cry. And I was like, I'm sorry. But like, what, and then do you, I had, what
0: do you think of, though? Like, how do you get to that play? Is it, like, do you use something from, like, acting that you were taught? Or is it more of, like, you think of something bad? Like, how do you, like, get there? Because that scene was emotional. I got emotional. I got choked up watching that scene. Like, it was awful.
1: It it helped to have been playing Augustus for a while. Hmm. So getting into – because because it was, like, okay – does Augustus have a wife? Does Augustus have a family? This, These were the questions going through the season for me. And I'm like, does he have a family? What's going on? What is what is Augustus? What is his backstory? What is this? You know, you're know, you trying to make uh, certain things make sense for you as a character to, to then play. And then when I saw the script and I found out that Augustus had a wife, I had to make it, okay, Augustus had a wife and Augustus had a kid. So not only was his wife killed but also his kid was killed. So it was like he lost everything that he knew and everything that he held close to his heart. The reasoning as to why he didn't go back when he was shot in the leg because you know let's say Augustus did make his way home. He said if I go home now I put my family at risk. He was going to protect his family till the death of them and to then find out that his his wife was killed and to read that letter because in the letter it was written, hey, sorry for your um, our condolences, your wife da, 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 was killed in a... So reading that and having that moment, and that's why I didn't open up the letter. Uh, at certain points in time, from an actor standpoint, and I'm saying this to actors, you have to protect yourself. You have to make sure you have everything you need, so that way when it comes time to performing, you're not doing it from from a performance uh basis but you do have to perform you then have that gym so that's why I didn't open up the letter yeah that honesty moment that's why I didn't open up that letter I wanted that to be the first time I read it and then you know even the second time it has to be anytime you do it it has to be the first time that you do it that's what makes our industry so great
0: (laughs) (laughs) and then what about you always have to find something What about that last scene though? So like, I mean, like you're on a table.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know about you, but a lot of actors, you know, with most movies and stuff like that, not necessarily end up, you know, in the age just being shot, having like random surgery. That's not really surgery by doctor being done. All these things happening. So how did you prepare for that? Are you, are you, did you talk to someone? Or are you like, how does a body react? What does the body do? what do you, or are you just like, when it like, how does this happen? How do you make this magic happen? Because with that scene, I was also freaking out. So I'm freaking out about the shot. And then when I see it, <laughs> out, I'm like, almost crying watching that scene because it was so mm-hmm. awful like and painful and it just looked horrendous. So like, how did you do that?
1: We, again, I my, my cast trusted me. I trusted them. I trusted Yangzim, our director of 13. I I just felt, you know, at at some point in time, you have to trust the people around you and then they have to then trust you. I didn't prep in in a sense of like, how would a body uh, react to this? How would a body react to that? I knew certain things because growing up where I grew up, you see certain things. So I just used some personal experience, Um, but I also knew that he had been left out in the cold. I also knew that he had been losing blood at certain points in time, you are going to convulse because you don't have anything to, to uh, um, hold you. You know, you're cold, you're, you're this, you're that, the bullet's still in there, you're still bleeding. How much blood do you have left? You're bleeding from the mouth. There was so much going on with that scene in particular that the only thing that I wanted to do was fight. My little brain, not my little brain,
3: <laughs>
1: the little voice in my brain was like, fight for your life the reasoning as to why you were trying to handcuff Tom was because you put the pieces together, fight for your life, fight for your life, fight for your life. So that was the, that was that. And even when Hoyt tried to give me the drink, I'm like, I'm not going out. I haven't drank. I don't drink. I'm not doing that. I'm not going on my deathbed drinking. drinking. Um, which was like a little funny thing between me and Hoyt. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, uh, we did that about a good three, four times wow. uh, because there was so many of us. So they had to get different camera angles. They had to get different positionings. And there was one at one point, I think it was literally over top of me looking down and you saw everybody around me. They didn't use that shot because again, if they would have, we would have been rated R. Um, but it was, uh, it was, it's, it's always challenging to get to an emotional place where you forget about everything and you then are your character and whatever happens with your character, you just have to go along that journey. I usually go into a scene, I don't have anything planned. You know, we can go over it, we can rehearse it as much as we want to. All right, cool, let's do it. Me and Matt, we will change things up. He'll say something different, I'll say something different, me and Katie. She'll say something different, I'll say something different, me and Greg. Greggy, I love. <laughs> Greggy, I love because I can mess Greg up. <laughs> I can mess Greg up with a look. It just, it just for me, you it just takes him. a look. Break and I love it. <laughs> um, uh, but you know, like even me and Cat, like you know, you have these these things with your with your co stars, and uh, yeah, again, I, I may be going around in circles, but it it is one of those things where you just have to then trust yourself.
2: Mm -hmm. so going back
1: to the actual
0: question before we talk about the badass moment which like comes right after that like slowly after that but your badass moment um which listen uh, gus has a lot of like really cool moments but like there's nothing better than that final um shot so i want to talk about that but before we get there when you do Mm -hmm. these scenes Mm
2: -hmm.
0: how do you mentally walk away and leave that there because you're prepping up you like you're doing all everything that you got to do you're wanting an honest moment right so like mm-hmm. your letter and like you're doing all of these things you want an honest moment so i'm just going to do it like when i get lie on that table and this is what you're going to get and then if we need to make changes whatever so when then they're like your body thinks it went through something that it didn't mm-hmm. really through so how do you mm-hmm. like walk away and then go like that's done
1: I just leave it like you did. I have to leave oh, it. Really? I, I ha I have to leave it. Um, it it still does. When I was doing ADR for, uh, I had like a two hour long ADR session for 11, 12, and 13. But when I was doing ADR for 12 and I was doing the poems to my wife, I still was getting emotional because I was still that, you know, you never, you have to let it go. But what you went through still is a part of you. So it's still there in some way, shape, form or capacity. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you can still access it. But again, from an actor standpoint, you have to be kind to yourself. You have to give yourself all those necessary things that you need, you have to take care of yourself. And and, in that moment, the best thing for me to do is to let it go. I have done what I needed to do. I had my honest moment. I was vulnerable. I did everything that I could do uh, my best in that moment, and that's that.
0: Yeah, and you gotta amazing.
1: you gotta wipe your hands.
0: Yeah, it's amazing you can. Because some people kind of hold on to it, and then I, it's like not healthy. I think when you walk off and you're like holding on to that. Heath Heath
1: Ledger, and I I love that man for what he brought. And even for his role for the Joker, sometimes, yeah, you can go off into a deep end. It is it is because you're losing yourself in this character, in this person, in this reality that you are surrounded by. And it's so easy, you know, when you're on set, auditioning wise, you have to work with, okay, We're on Zoom. I got to work with a Zoom camera. I got to think about, you know, I have to create the world versus you being in that world. And now you, the actor, have that golden opportunity of just being your character and everything around you is working for you. So it is, it is a very slippery slope, very slippery slope.
0: Yeah. It's, and a lot of actors that I've heard from that can, that carry it seem to have a lot of, stress and like things that come from that like you know just mm-hmm. like neg- negative like mental emotions or like thoughts and things that come from it. So it's uh, it's very nice to hear from you that you're able to kind of go all right, like yes, it's with me a little bit, but it's not affecting mm-hmm. me in that way where like you're carrying it to a point where you need to like you know do something because it's it's just so difficult I feel like when you throw your whole thing in, you know because like what people don't realize is like if you're doing a, a scene where you're crying, you're crying, your body Mm -hmm. body's crying, Mm -hmm. but mentally you're not crying. So like Mm -hmm. that, like screw up kind of is very difficult Mm -hmm. to like walk away and just like get out of. And so it's, I mean, it's healthy, I guess, in your approach that you're able to kind of drop what you can from it. You know,
1: and it's funny you say mentally you aren't, but when you get lost in a character, your mental is that character. So mentally you are crying, just like, you know, like when you said, when you go through these moments, you know, and you're crying, your body is reacting to what is going on. right? And, you know, sometimes it'll take you a moment to get out of it Mm -hmm. because it's true. It took me a moment to get out of it. I didn't, I just didn't drop it automatically. It was like, I had to get myself out of the tent, take myself outside. I had a moment and then I was like, okay and then people started to come around I started to get hugs my good morning hugs and I was like all right all right Philly's back Philly's back Philly's back Philly's back back. all right we're good we're good we're good yeah 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 you know but it's um it's amazing what we do yeah and it's uh it is an art form because we're the only thing we're trying to do every single moment is be and find an honest moment that's it we don't want to. I mean, I, I know me, myself and, and you know, my co-stars, we don't ever want to feel like we're just doing it just to do it. We always want to come from an honest moment. We always want to be authentic. We always want to put forth our best and where we are at that time. You know, as an actor, you have good days, you have bad days. I mean, I've been on sets and I've had bad weeks hell i mean yeah you know it is what it is and you you work through that you push through that you try you know you you tread through it and and it is what it is
0: you no know, i'm surprised like after talking to you you know beforehand now and like hearing mm-hmm. all of these things this is the first time it's actually occurred to me with a lot of these scenes and you know and i've spoken to a lot of people that had to do like crazy kind of emotional scenes like this i'm actually surprised that there's not somebody on set Like that, if you wanted to like come off and like, and maybe this should be a thing, I don't know. But when, if you wanted to like talk to somebody or like come off and just be like, how do I decompress or what are their tools or how do I mentally like kind of step away from it? Because to me, that Mm -hmm. seems like a lot. And if some people can't do what you do, which Mm -hmm. is,
2: you know, Mm -hmm. if you've
0: been through a lot and like, you know, you're able to kind of like wipe some of it off or as much as you can and enough that like you can have some space, right? Like days go back and you can move on from it. It, it would be interesting if there was someone on set that can help with, and maybe that would prevent certain things that we've seen happen in our history of this industry. Yeah. If there was someone there that you can maybe go, hey, listen, I'm having some trouble. Like I, I did the scene, I threw everything in it, and I can't get rid of whatever. We,
1: we do have certain things in place for that. Uh, Our, I mean, your your chosen family at the end of the day will check in with you and be like, hey, are you good? Justin, hey, you good? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm fine. He was like, "Are you sure?" And I'm like, "I'm good. I would tell you if I wasn't." He was like, "All right, cool, cool, cool." Or like uh, Laura Terry, our executive producer. She, when I tell you she is on it, she will check in with you. Seamus, he'll come up. Like when when I was doing uh, 13 and I was on the table, Seamus came in, Laura came in, Zim would check in. Our uh, Chris, our first AD, he would check in. Like. Are you okay? You good? You need anything? Like everybody was so supportive and and very aware of what was going on to the point that they just made sure I was okay. And again, it's, it it is a dream to have that because you don't really have it. You don't, you know, I know on our set we do, but it should be a normalized thing. It should.
0: Yeah. Um, so to kind of like, again, do a little swap around after that scene, um, You have this amazing, probably most legendary badass moment, I think, of probably anybody for the entire season, which is, you know, I and everyone knows what I'm talking about. So we're all having a heart attack that Gus might die. Then we're seeing Gus on a table getting sewn up by someone that's really not even a doctor and, like, chaos is going on. He's <laughs> not doing well. I'm getting nervous, biting my fingernails. And then Tom comes into play, shoot off, start going on. And it looks like Tom's going to get one up on someone and then bam, out of nowhere with everything he has, Gus turns over and gives the shot that kind of saves the day. Mm -hmm. So first of all, in this whole world, right? we are (laughs) all doing like cowboys and any kind of like having all this like fun kind of like play. Right. Yeah. That experience like to, like you read it and you're like all right this is cool like I got this awesome scene and I get to shoot blah blah but like what is that like to to read that and then go oh my gosh like this is it because you're li- it's literally like the last like two three mm-hmm. minutes or whatever of the episode and mm-hmm. you're the one that gets kind of Tom taken I mean like he's mm-hmm. he gets caught because of you so mm-hmm. what was that like to have that satisfaction and like to play that like cowboy would and hit that shot like it, oh it was just so good it was so good so what was it that it was
1: so satisfying because it was like cuz you saw the relationship between tom and augustus over the season and how tom tried to get into augustus and like his 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 uh you know even with emptier pockets how much do you have and augustus doesn't have anything and he's just like hmm you know so you saw and not only that but like tom being deceptive and like you know causing all this drama the davidson family it was just oh it was it was so satisfying it was so satisfying oh i loved every moment of it i was like i shot his ass
0: <laughs> it was so great and like i i like clapped like when i was like yes, because like because you have this guy that's like in the worst condition ever mm-hmm. and know and like somehow is cognizant of what's going on and still is able to take a shot uh and not and not miss like you know like knowing that there's so much on the line
2: and mm-hmm. just
0: i mean like it couldn't have been like more beautiful like i was like mm-hmm. it was so good and i was so happy mm-hmm. that you were the one that did it and i agree like because of their relationship and everything that's kind of gone on but i just also loved too that it was you know someone again like when we kind of go back someone of color someone that's of authority you're the one yeah. that's like i'm taking this motherfucking like you're the one <laughs> you know like it was so good. it was so good yeah. and yeah. I, I just yeah. know so many people were talking about that that
2: moment i mean because it was great
1: that me and abby were the ones who got him you know i yeah. shot him abby finished him off
3: Yeah. not finished
1: did. him off like not killed him but yeah, you know like what i mean you know yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it was the two people that, I mean, one, he had been manipulating Abby the whole entire time. And, like, their their story gets unveiled and how long he's known and et cetera, et cetera. And then, you know, with him being such a dick to Gus and, like, having those two people that he's caused a lot of damage to finally get their just due,
2: great.
0: I know it was, right. and like as a viewer, it was amazing. And on and again right. on social, I always head over to social, and it was just like oh my God. like just people were <laughs> just like forget It was like such an amazing moment. So uh nab the best moment on the show. So congratulations, because that was the best moment of the whole season in terms oh, of gotcha. It was, it was, <laughs> oh, it was so good. So the show ends with mm. Tom with with a letter, basically now saying that you know. If you get him, if you can get him out of whatever trouble, mm-hmm. you, I'm offering ten thousand, right? Mm-hmm. And then we catch up to Tom, that little slimy bastard, and he's mm. missing, and mm-hmm. the one that was taking him a shot, and all of this kind of stuff. So, did it end in a satisfying way? Like hypothetically, and I've read this before, where some of the, the writers and um producers and stuff have said, did we end it in a way where like we could just end it, and you're just satisfied, like? The shot went on, you know, like things like that. And maybe he's just gone forever and out in the wind and will never come back. Yes. But did you guys end it in a way where like there's a thousand million stories to go on for season two, three, four, five, six, seven, and so on? Yes. So um, I mean, it ended so well. Um, and I felt so good, like just about the ending mm-hmm. altogether. So for you. Have you heard anything about a renewal? Because we're like, listen, I'm not going to lie. I'm just going to be up front because it's you. And I haven't said this to anyone else that I've interviewed, but because it's you, I'm going to be up front. CW, right, is like in the mm-hmm. middle of some sort of like mergery situation, which yeah. nobody wants to like seem to talk about. Okay, so fine. So like I didn't mm-hmm. ask it a younger group that I interviewed from all the other shows, but facts are the facts, right? So they're limiting what shows they're renewing. We don't know. So everyone's like nervous. Mm-hmm. Everyone, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Everyone wants Walker, Walker Independence, and the Winchesters to get renewed. I mm-hmm. mean, it's simple. It's pretty yeah. vocal online. It's it's very. Mm-hmm. Apparent. There's a question mark there. So, mm-hmm. have you guys heard anything? And then, if not, is there like a a date that you are supposed to hear something by? Because I know people might not know this, but I am—I think I mentioned in a different interview. On the back end, you guys get like letters of intent and things like that that hold you. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, if you're yeah. going to season and then you negotiate your contract, yeah. blah, blah, blah. All this boring behind the scenes kind of stuff. So, but you have to get it by a certain date. I think it's by June something. Yes. So you have to get that June letter. 30th.
2: Yeah, June 30th, like yeah.
0: And then like you sign and negotiate if you want to come back. And this is all the boring behind the scenes stuff that nobody cares about, but this is how it works. Mm-hmm. So let like, you know, we do have upfronts coming up. So you hope and you would think that the upfronts, they would make an announcement, which means you would have to know before the upfronts. Yeah. So is that the span of where we're waiting now, between now and hopefully the upfronts, to find out what's going on? Uh,
1: you know what? Honestly, your guess is good as mine.
0: I, know, I'm, I, really I, I I'm getting nervous. It,
1: uh, I, it is um it is one of the most nerve wracking. uh I don't even want to use the word stressful because stressful isn't the word it's nerve wracking. It almost puts you in a depressive state because you, you don't know. And it's like, okay, well, if, if this isn't going to be a thing, what's going to happen if this isn't going to, you know, what, what is, yeah. what is going to be our lives in a sense of like, um, you know, our, our Wendy family, because we have grown so close and so attached and You know, we want our show to continue. We, you know, that's why we fought so hard for season one in a sense of like everybody just showing up every single day on their A game and like just making sure we bring it because we knew we were a new show and we knew that we had a lot to prove. And, you know, hopefully we get those opportunities to prove it even more. Um, But yeah, we we don't know anything. You know, we could know something today. We could know something. We could have known something yesterday. We could know something next week right we are all waiting we're all hoping um for you know something to to come about uh you know i know specifically for me i've turned down two projects now for me starring in in other shows because i am sticking it out with my Wendy fam you mm-hmm. know i, I mean, it's
0: going to keep going are yeah you, you know current, this might not make sense to someone listening um but it will make sense to you. Are you still in first position or are you done because the season's over? First position. Okay. So you, so, so
1: anybody, you anybody, that doesn't, yeah, yeah, so anybody that doesn't know what that means, <laughs> first position being on a show means like you are main player. You're a main player on a show. You're locked um, into that show. You're locked into that show. And then so if you wanted you, to
0: act in like another movie, so if they approached you, what if if they approached you and you said yes? they would have mm. to work around your number one sh- locked in show. So mm-hmm. if you were to be offered the Batman sequel and for example, if you were to be offered I don't know why that that's for, some <laughs> you were to be offered the Batman sequel, they nice. would, shout they would out. actually, yeah, shout out. Let's put that out there. They would contractually have to work around walker mm-hmm. independence if there was a season two because you're in first position it's kind of like how they order you and that would be your second position would be batman and then if you had another job they would have to work around the first two above it and so on and so on mm-hmm.
2: That's what and that so was. on and so forth yeah so, so yeah, so, first position in yeah
1: still of- first position and and that was the other thing too my my team have uh reached out to cw and cbs and they're not letting any of us out of our contracts, not even the sense of like we're trying to get out of our contracts. But you know, when it comes down to other jobs being offered to you, your team's gonna reach out and be like, Hey, do we know anything? Do right. we can we hear anything? Um, you know, and so we haven't been told no. That's the okay, the, so the that's great good, thing about yeah. it. That's the good thing. We haven't been told no. And I mean, you know, the powers that be could already have said yes and You know they're just waiting for dust to settle to then say no or you know the powers could be could have already said yes and they're just waiting for dust to settle to then say yes you know we we don't know anything i think from i think that we'll be fine i don't know in what capacity we'll be fine is Mm -hmm. but i know we'll be fine
0: well, that was going to be my next question, because so you're still in first position and all of that stuff, which is great. And I understand what you're talking about in terms of an actor. So for people that are like, well, what do you mean? Like if he's contracted, everything should be good. Not necessarily. So like if they don't, if they weren't to move forward and he's turning down jobs, mm-hmm. what he means is that those jobs might not come back around again. So now you're in like this horrible like purgatory limbo where it's like you're really hoping your show moves forward but if it doesn't yeah. you're saying no to things that you could have said yes to and you just don't know and unfortunately i don't know why the industry is set up the way it is but it's how it's set up so it's like you just kind of have to go with where where you're going with the contracts and all of that mm-hmm. fun stuff so and that's why i
1: told them i was like you know i told my executive producers i said i'm not going anywhere <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not going anywhere i said look i'm not going down without a fight okay just give me a front of somebody with CW. I'll have a talk.
0: <laughs> well, that was going to be my other question is I've been hearing some rumors, too, that some of these shows, because, you know, again, a lot of it's very family. Walker, Walker, Independence and the Winchesters are all mm-hmm. relatively family. We got two little dads here, Jensen and Jerry kind of molding mm-hmm. the ship. So I've heard some rumors that, let's say, hypothetically, it wasn't renewed, that there might be backup plans in terms of streaming services and ways of continuing the show. So has that, you know, to you as well?
1: It, it has, but we can't, we can't do anything until CW says no. Right. This is all information that, you know, you know, we, we, it's not anything that I would get in trouble for. We can't do anything until CW says they do not want to renew. When they don't want to renew, then you know, we can, then we can have conversations about like, okay, well, what streaming platforms could we go to? The shitty part about it being very transparent to people that are now watching this is we are going into our year and already well into our year that even if we did want to go into certain streaming services or certain other platforms they've already spent monies for their 2023 2024 correct so we are again in that limbo of like is there something out there is there not something out there what can we do right so it's um yeah
0: It's kind of like what what people don't realize, like with shows like Manifest is a great example. When it got canceled Mm -hmm. after season three, when Netflix picked it up, we people had to wait like two years because like by the time they picked it up, by the time the money was there, by the time it could be filmed. And then by the time it was ready to quote, you know, stream air, whatever you want to call it, it was a significant period of time in between. Now, like in terms of acting, I think they get, from what I've heard, you know, and every contract's different. They might give you some freedom in between that time to do other things. But mm-hmm. in, in terms of fans, we would if you went to a streaming service, it's better than being canceled, but it sucks because we have to wait a significant period of time to see the story mm-hmm. kind of continue. So like the most ideal obviously would just be like, yep, we're renewing you. Let's call it a day. Let's
2: get to season two.
1: Yeah. And, and, that would be the that would be the obvious uh, thing and 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 what we would hope at the end of the day. Um, you know, even if, uh, you know, because Next Star is still, you know, trying to figure out what they want to do and how they want to go about everything. And Even if Next Star hypothetically said, OK, we'll bring you back on for one more season. And, you know, after that, we're done. OK, cool. At least you have, you know, us for one more season because it is so kind of late in the game, like just like kind of like a thank you for being patient with us. But, you know, yeah. But again, I, I don't know. It's all speculation at this I know, point.
0: I know, I hate it. And the other thing that I do, and I know like some people might go, oh, but that sounds terrible. Like if they say season two and that's it. But it wraps up a lot of things. Like if they're, and again, this is not what I want to happen. I want multiple, multiple seasons. I love this show. So this is not what I want to happen. So anyone listening, that's not what I'm saying. But um, just like options, if they were to do that, it gives a chance for the viewers to have like some sort of closure, right? It gives the characters closure and things like that but it also protects the people that are acting and then the crew because every show there's 400 plus people and when it gets canceled, they all lose their jobs. So they all need to go find other places. So when you have an expiration date, so when they're actually like, well, we're going to bring you back for two more years and then that's it, you know, at the end of your second year, all right, I got to start looking and like, you're a little more prepared. It's a little friendlier of a thing to do in the business than it is to just be like, forget the show. Like we're just going to cancel it.
1: It it is it is friendlier, but you know, I I learned this lesson from from Larry Larry Tang. We are in a business called show business. Yep, it is not fair, and as much as we would love our favorite shows to stay, sometimes it just it is what it is. Um, you know, I I think that, and that's why I said, you know, at the end of the day, I think we will be okay. I don't know in what shape form or capacity we'll
0: be okay okay so it's getting yeah. renewed for 10 seasons you heard it here <laughs> we're just gonna tell you now <laughs> <laughs> well i'm keeping my fingers crossed because like i want i definitely definitely want to renew on the show i freaking love this show like i I'm, I'm sure you could tell how much um i love this show so i'm like and i do
1: know i do know some stuff for season two idea wise like And let me tell you, y'all are not ready.
0: I'm so excited. I know. So I'm just, I'm just waiting. And I feel like, I feel the same as you, like just based off of history, I think it would be a huge upset, but based off history by it being March, I would think, you know, every like, again, you never know. And I know it's show business. People are cutthroat in this business, but I'm going to stay on the positive side, thinking that all three are coming back and, and we're good to go on all of them. But we we will we will keep manifesting out positivity on that. So, <laughs> but to turn it again, I'll do another like little turn again, let's talk about some fun stuff really quickly because okay. deep in this interview, we covered a lot okay. of hard, like, you know, your show covers a lot of hard hitting stuff. So we went really deep in there. Let's talk about some fun stuff.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right.
0: Shenanigans, pranks, What what's going on behind when you guys are not doing mm-hmm. all of these like crazy scenes and, you know, having to film. <sighs> when they're resetting it, the camera for an hour or two hours? Like, what's going on?
1: Honestly, just jokes all the time. We, <laughs> again, if you get us on set, any of us, there are so many videos of us just being complete goofballs. Um, me, Katie, and Kat usually are singing uh, anything Disney. That's, that's just our thing. We're, we're usually singing something Disney, or we're going to Crafty to go get some pickles. <laughs>
2: with some chips
1: um or you can find uh, somebody playing horseshoes you can find us just being on our horses or us just out and about uh shenanigans and prank wise we really didn't have our show was shot very quickly usually it takes about what eight nine days to shoot a show yeah. right around that ballpark we shot our show in seven days and then we went down to six and a half days um and that is a very quick turnaround to shoot a show, especially a western at that. It is so quick, and um, you know. But our our crew and and cast were absolutely freaking fantastic. But we all just had fun every single day. But notably for our, ooh, was it the
2: last day?
1: Yes. No. Yes, for our last day. Sorry, had my little thought. Um, katie put rocks in justin's trailer in the shape of something i cannot say
0: i mean you so, can not say it
1: well actually no i think justin put rocks in katie's trailer but katie then lied to justin put rocks in his trailer in the shape of something dick um
3: <laughs> i was gonna
0: say you can say and, that um, um, <laughs> okay so she and, um, he put regular rocks in her and she went
2: up. And she and moved, right, and she moved that. It. it, but
1: she she told him, she was just like, I didn't see any rocks in my trailer. And he was like, what do you mean? I put like, a, I put a pile of rocks in your trailer. He was just like, she was like, they weren't in there. And he was like, Philly, did you move rocks? I'm like, no, I've been on set. He was just like, who the fuck moved these rocks? Like, and so we were like, I had messaged um, our, um, our uh, base camp uh, PA. And I was just like, hey, Did anybody move rocks? Did anybody move this? And he was just like, I don't know. No, 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 nobody moved rocks. I mean, I can maybe ask one of the transport people. And I was just like, okay, yeah, yeah. Because we were all trying to figure it out. So by the end of the day, when uh, me and Justin had finished on the Hilltop and we had wrapped for season one, um, Justin went back to his trailer and there was a gigantic pile of rocks in the shape of a penis. And Katie did mic drop.
0: (laughs) that's amazing so mm. all right so there was a little bit of shenanigans going on there i and mm-hmm. i saw a video i forgot who posted it one of you guys posted it of the torrential downpour that stopped production and you guys were just having, everyone's just running around having fun and like you mm-hmm. know it, it looked it it was very cute and there were some pictures because
1: we shot we shoot in monsoon season anytime you're in santa fe between july and and uh, Oh, September, July, September-ish monsoon. We were stopped by thunderstorm, well, lightning storms. If it was, if it came within five miles of us, we had to stop, take cover. We couldn't do anything. Like so that day we were just stop after stop after stop after stop. And then Larry was just out there. He was just like,
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was just, it was funny. It was really funny.
0: And then how did it work in terms of stealing? Did you steal anything? Clothes? (laughs) I want to know all the good juicy stuff. So did you steal anything from set props? Because I, your set in particular, I feel like has so many props that you can kind of maybe get away with something. We do. We do. Did you steal? I did.
1: I didn't steal. I did steal. I stole socks. Let me take that lie back. I did steal like two pairs of socks. I mean, but I feel like any actor does that. Like, there's something about the socks. You just take the socks sometimes.
0: If it makes um, you feel better, someone else I interviewed this week related to this family of shows also said that they stole socks, which I thought was interesting. So it must be like a weird thing. Sucks. They give you yeah, I mean, I socks? feel like
1: they give us really good socks. <laughs> they give us really good socks. We need to know every single project, to
0: like the sock company or whatever they're giving you guys.
1: Literally every single project I've worked on, I have stolen a pair of socks. I don't know why. It just, it is what it is. But, um, for our last day, I was asking our props, um, uh, Joey, uh, our our props master, Joey. And I was like, Hey, can I get Augustus's wedding ring? Mm -hmm. And I was like, can I get his, his wedding ring and his badge? He was like, maybe. So I got to keep the, um, this, the, the little, uh, uh, makeshift sling that Augustus was wearing when he had the blood. So I got to keep that. I got to keep my wedding ring and I got to keep, um, my, um, uh, my badge. Yeah. That's what I got to keep.
3: So
0: No cowboy hat, no boots, no anything like that.
1: (sighs) No, no, because if we would have kept that I would have, you know, there was no way. And some of the things were returned. You know, we were renting it. I wish I would have kept my cowboy boots, <laughs>
2: like a right.
0: Thinking maybe for season two, you could steal them. Well, because I know how difficult this is. My thing is, I know how difficult it is because what people might not know is when you show up on set and everything's kind of blocked out, and production has like a little map of what you're filming that day and or knows what they're doing. When you go into mm-hmm. your trailer, the clothing is hung up in your closet. Mm-hmm. So Mm -hmm. like what people don't realize is like your wardrobe's in there. You put it on, you go do your thing. You're supposed to go back to your trailer technically, take it off, put it back on the hanger and then you leave. And then someone comes and picks it up. Sometimes they'll even pick it up while you're there. You might be eating or whatever. Mm -hmm. Trailer. So it's very difficult because people think, oh, why don't you just pick it up and walk out? And I'm like, well, it's kind of hard because they check, like they look at all the stuff and if something's missing, but but there are ways over the years of me being on set i've seen you know some people just kind of like slide something over or but it seems um the most easiest thing which again sounds like common sense would be to just ask and usually people that ask seem to be able to take away some cool stuff so yeah
1: no you know it's our um our costume designer marion toy who was absolutely brilliant and and phenomenal I I have to give that woman credit. She made sure that all of our characters felt not only comfortable, but asked us, hey, like, is this something that you think you would wear? Is this something that you think you would wear? She was doing research on Black cowboys in the 1800s. We we had like very, very like in-depth conversations and as much as I love her, if I if I was given the chance, I would have stolen something. I would have. Yeah, <laughs> I would have.
0: I would have, of course. I mean, like you know you what I should have confidence.
1: taken. You know what I should have taken. I should have taken Augustus's first handkerchief.
0: Mm. You know what I thought you should have taken. If I was your character, what I would have taken, what? the the fake shell of the final shot that you gave.
2: Damn, that know. would have been good. Because they don't oh. need
0: it. They're not going to keep it. So, like, I would have taken that final shell and been like, this is what I used in that last episode. Damn, I didn't think about that. Well, we'll have what to. Where were talk- you when I needed you? I know. I'm going to say, we'll have to talk during season two. And I'll have to be like, all right. So, after this episode that I just got a screen for, this is what you take. Go back and go grab it. But <laughs> so I think be like, really be like be badass, like, to have that. We'll have.
2: Yeah, no, that or, was-
0: or maybe we could just get like a fake one and we'll just write, like, that's what it." I mean, you know, you could still no, say- that would have been great but I mean like it's cool right um mm-hmm. first of all I love you so much I've kept you forever but I have some fan questions do you have time to answer a couple fan questions
1: I do I do are we gonna do like a rapid fire
0: yeah we're gonna do fast
1: okay, okay.
0: oh my gosh I have even more since I left yikes
1: because okay. I retweeted it oh did you I did I did I did you retweet did it,
0: it did you like the photo I picked I, I picked a very cute photo Wait, no, wait. I mean, wait, no, I mean they're me. all cute of you. Okay, so okay. I'm just going to scroll through real fast. Okay, here's the one. Austin mm-hmm. at NITASU987 said, um, if you could talk, t- or he or she said, if you could talk to Gus, what would he say? What might Gus say to him?
1: If I could talk to Gus, what would he say to me? Yeah, so like me. what would
0: you say to him and what would he say to you? Like if you could have a conversation with Gus.
1: I, ooh, like if Augustus was at me, ooh. I would say, I would ask him how, how did he, how does he remain so strong when he is uh, faced with adversity? And I think Augustus would tell me that, Oh, oh, this is such a good question. Damn, this That's is supposed to be question. quick. Austin, Austin, was it?
0: It was, yes, Austin.
1: Damn you, Austin. With a with
0: um, little emoji like this.
1: Damn you, Austin. Thinking, yeah,
2: the um,
1: I, I think that Augustus would tell me that, um, we are all people. Um, there's nobody bigger. I think I said this earlier on in our interview um, or maybe prior to when it we started. To, but yeah, I think it was before yeah. I hit record. Yeah, but there's nobody bigger than you. Everybody deserves respect. Treat people, treat people how you want to be treated. And if somebody doesn't treat you as such, put them in their place.
0: Damn. All right. Mic drop there. Marcy at... Um... Kellyanne's baby girl, which I think is what it says. So it's C-A-L-I-A-N-S-B-B-Y girl, G-I-R-L, said, what is your favorite character trait of Augustus? And what about him would you want to explore further?
1: Um, My favorite character trait is how, uh, how noble Augustus is, but also how, um, uh, uh, how, strong, in better lack of, of finding a word because I'm trying to answer these quick. Um, and what I would like to explore more of with Augustus is him being a little bit more short-tempered.
0: Ooh, okay, mm-hmm. like it, I like it. Uh, I wanna I don't see get mad. It's really hard for us, like for anyone listening, I'm sure they hear me all the time, but we're talkers, the two of us. So it's very hard <laughs> for us to do like a fast, like rapid question.
2: So, I'm like,
0: so i feel you i feel your pain um okay so cat is the display name it's at p-a-t-h-r-y-n 34 here mm-hmm. she would like to know when you were reading the script 112 were you mm-hmm. intimidated or in awe and can we call you philly
1: oh you can call me philly all you want to you can call me uncle philly a lot of people do because <laughs> i just i i got so much wisdom up here um, I was definitely intimidated. I was, I was so nervous. I was very apprehensive. I was, I was shitting bricks because I was just like, "Are you, are you sure you want to hear me talk for like forty-two minutes straight?" I'm like, "Are you sure?" Like, and they were like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Like, just besides the Augustus backstory of it all, um, just me doing the the narration. Oh God. <laughs> Whew.
0: Well, you know that. Terrified. Um, Laura hashtag SPN Nash or I know who that underscore is. Underscore Walker. Do you underscore Walker SPN? He's saying hi. Wants to know if you're willing to share what's a go to guilty pleasure food?
2: Anything sweet?
0: <laughs> Anything sweet? Anything sweet? Candy cookie, I, all that?
1: Not candy. I oh, okay. the, the smell of candy actually makes me sick believe it or not the smell of candy actually makes me sick um but I am a cupcaker okay. I am a brownier I am a uh caker I am all of the above
0: question corner of the brownies or middle of the brownies or it doesn't matter I like the corner I do like the, I'll take I, a corner yeah I like the I like Mhm,
1: mhm. A little crisp on it, yeah. I'm fine, but I do like the middle too
2: because it's just the gooey.
0: I feel you, me and you. I swear.
2: Same yeah, person. There,
0: it's there. <laughs> um, uh, pr- I'm gonna say your name wrong, so I apologize. It's Pranil. I'm just gonna spell it: P-R-A-N-J-L-I, and it's at Brand mm. j Styles. Here mm. she said, "What trait of Gus would you like to keep?"
1: Like me myself.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: Ooh. Mm. it's so
1: funny because we, 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 we meld together. It's, it's, you know, I've taken a lot of traits from Augustus and, and it's in my own personal life. Now, um, I, one that I have taken away from uh, August is speaking up, regardless if I feel uncomfortable with it i'll say
0: it yeah it's all good good answers um <laughs> <laughs> it's like, feel pressure don't feel pressure this is all people that love you um jojo marshmallow who messaged me <laughs> all the time so i'm happy i get i get to ask you a question we it. love you jojo love you jojo at jojo marshmallow said what was uh, what has been a real learning point or moment experience for you that has had an impact on your self-awareness And how has it informed your performance? Loves and hugs, Philly.
1: Loves and hugs back. And this one I cannot answer quick. Um,
0: (laughs) Well, maybe like a learning point or moment.
1: Well, honestly, everything, this whole season, this whole process of doing a show, this is my first series before it was filmed, but uh, just the whole process of learning how to be on a TV show learning how to take care of yourself on a show how to develop a character over episodes versus just in an hour and 30 minutes or two hours like there is so much that goes into it and there is so much stamina that needs to be had in order to do it so this this whole learning process and and even um yeah this, this just this whole process of of being on on uh, Wendy yeah that would be. Mic drop. <laughs> Nervous <laughs> laugh.
0: Um, <laughs> uh, by the way, we should just like interview each other like at like every day. You can ask me a question. Like I just like we're I feel like we should have a show. We need to We've we literally to you know, you
1: know, okay, this is off subject but on subject.
0: That we've been we on for been, so long.
1: We have been talking for literally three hours.
0: I know, because before I hit the record, and I'll keep this in because I don't care. I have no shame. Before we hit the record, me and you talked for like an hour and a half at least. Like, mm-hmm, month, mm-hmm. like yeah
1: mm-hmm
0: so we're best. we
1: will get on one day
0: yes we will get on one day i might hint maybe i'll hint a little towards the end can i hint a little bit okay cool, cool i'll cool. hint a little bit i don't again. mind i don't,
1: mind, I don't okay. mind you hint
0: um so Ra- i'm gonna ask you like two more things so rain commissions are okay. open or at Tame 67 impala here she said is there um if there comes a point where he needed to choose between Kellyanne or defending independence which would he choose and then also, please tell him how much we love him and his performance as Gus. He is an amazing actor.
2: Thank you. That's hard.
0: So, if you had to choose between Kalian or no, I want to. I want to bring this up to you. This is mm-hmm. like sort of irrelevant, but kind of relevant for The Last of Us. Um, I don't. Do you watch that show or not? Or not?
1: I okay. Don't be fans. Don't get mad at me. Do okay, not so get mad it. at me. I am. I am horrible. I watched the first episode. Okay. I watched the first episode. It is hard for me to get into shows. I literally watch movies or documentaries, but right, so I'm going to get at into him. it.
2: Yeah, don't, add okay. him. But don't at it. But
0: the video game, um, there was this topic came up about kind of like saving one person versus saving the world and mm. like what love does to you, right? Like making that decision. And apparently people over the video game have fought over like a decade since the game came out mm. about the decision that is made at the end of the game, whether like, you were to save one person or so it just reminded me of that so um because they're asking you would you choose calian or defending independence like which is the more important thing and that's hard because you love him so what do you do i i i
1: love i love calian and and i also love independence which has become a home oh um damn uh, I'm going to choose Callion.
0: Ooh. All right. So the rest of us are screwed now. Just kidding. <laughs>
2: huh.
1: We'll the see rest, now, now, and I am. would, because this is the thing. Cause I would be like, give me context. Like, what am I choosing over? Like, what is the, what is the dilemma oh, in which gosh. I am choosing?
0: Only you. Like will we're doing rapid fires. Like I need more information tweet it right now we need the context of what. what this
1: is the is. context of what this means because <laughs> then I could be like okay if it's saving him from like a carriage going wild he's fine he could do it <laughs>
0: like, for like tripping on, on something he's good <laughs> I'll go with independence me. oh my god I feel like
1: I'm gonna okay. get added I'm gonna get added it's okay you're not gonna get no. added
0: we love you everybody loves you <laughs> Um, all right, so Kristen apparently doesn't love you. Kristen loves Jared, is her display name. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Kristen, this
0: last, this is the last question for you. So it's at CVRRY on Jared.
2: Mm-hmm. On Jared,
0: yeah, it says CVRRY on Jared. All right, Jared. Kristen, my name, Kristen loves Jared. Mm-hmm. Um, if Augustus, this is what I'm going to end on because I think it's so perfect. If Augustus had a theme song,
2: what would you choose?
1: Um. Uh, I got it. I got it.
0: I got Are you can play it.
1: Okay, so this is how you know we've been on on Zoom. So. Oh my long. God,
0: they died.
1: <laughs> they, they died. died
0: up. Oh my God, that's okay. never had. This is the first time that has happened.
1: Okay, so wait, God's, um, God's gonna cut you down. Either version, okay. but God's you down. I think that for Augustus, if you've heard that song, Fine. look it up. Um, the one that I have in here, he has been canceled many times. So sorry,
2: Marilyn oh, okay. Manson.
1: That was the first person that I had okay. heard it from.
0: All right, so we'll but, save that. What about like Johnny yeah. Cash's version? God's gonna.
1: Love Johnny, yeah. Cash. Love Johnny Cash. Love Johnny Cash. Actually, I have a Gus playlist oh, in my phone. You? So,
0: I'm gonna I, share that with me.
1: I have God's gonna cut you down. I have uh, ride the lightning. I have till you can't. I have. I know I've been changed. I have like I, it goes from like Cody Johnson to Nina Simone to uh, oh, Lady. Oh. Moon. I'm I'm all over the place. Like I usually nine times out of ten, you will catch me listening to music before I go on set in my trailer anywhere. You'll catch me listening to music.
0: I love that. So, um, first of all, I need that playlist. Second of all, it sounds like it almost goes from Augustus to Gus, which I also love. Need a stone? Ooh, oh, deep cut. Love that.
2: Um, So wait,
0: I want to make sure. I'm gonna play this. I don't normally do this, but is this the song? This is. Oh, it's telling me I can't play. Oh, here we go. This is Johnny Cash's version. Is it? So everyone can look that up. So it's God's gonna cut you down, Johnny Cash. um There's a couple other renditions, but we'll go with yeah. John. There's 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 a
1: couple different renditions of it. When I heard it, I was just looking up music, and in Marilyn Manson's version had came on. Not a supporter of Marilyn Manson. Let me say that. Um, but I had saved the song, and I did know that Johnny Cash did a version of it. I just never did it. I'm not gonna um,
0: lie, though. I think that this one works better with the twang and like the country vibe, and like I think that might.
1: Which work. one, one Marilyn's or Johnny's?
0: Johnny's, I think. Because yeah. Marilyn's hard a little more hardcore, isn't it?
1: No, his. If you listen to it, that was the first time I had heard Marilyn Manson and him kind of toned down that 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 metal yeah, like he, um,
0: doesn't, he doesn't yell, like he doesn't do that like gustural like yell thing which i'm not doing good but like he doesn't do that <sighs> but it's no. like, but it's it's still it, like i it's not like the kind of country that johnny cash brings to it though it's
1: not like the kind of country but he does the song justice
0: well let me <sighs> tell you this has been such a joy that not only for the first time ever have I broken someone's headphones because we've been on so long and and killed them. We We made them dead, so you have to recharge them. I know. Uh, spoke to someone for an hour and a half before I hit the record button and then also fell in love. But this is like one of the best interviews ever. I think everyone's gonna listen to this and just love it. It was so great. You were so honest and open and raw and funny and hot as hell and just like amazing. So,
2: no, yeah. honestly,
1: I've enjoyed every single moment of this. And you know, like certain interviews you do, you're just like, mm, okay, all right, thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And then you get off and you're like, uh. but no, this one I have thoroughly enjoyed. Even our our conversation, again.
0: Should I hint it? Okay, can I hint?
1: Yeah, go for it. Okay,
0: so we, before we started, um, we started talking. And the second we started talking, Love Happened. Mm-hmm. So I think we mutually fell in love with each other, and then started talking about our life. And um, I suffer from anxiety, and I opened up about that. And Philly, that I could call Philly my little Phil. I wanted to call you my little Phil because you're just so oh my. Oh my. Um, okay, so you're my little Phil. Um, started talking about your um like struggles with anxiety and just things that we both have been through, and we kind of talked all about that, which led into a million other things because we're both very long-winded talkers that love to talk and, <laughs> and explain ourselves. Uh Um, which we also have in common, which led to an idea of hopefully having somebody that's known for a campaign related to anxiety um, Mm -hmm. and other mental health issues, like an advocate, maybe called Always Keep Fighting, come on with me and my little Hilly to have an open dialogue and conversation, maybe about what it's like and things that we could talk about and answer questions and give advice and Mm -hmm. maybe do some stuff like that. So Nothing is set in stone at all. We were just kind of talking about it, throwing around ideas. So um, but we're gonna try to see if we can make that happen. And basically, I'm just gonna make my little Philly drive Jared nuts until he says yes, but we're <laughs> to make it, happen.
1: <laughs> it won't be hard. I'm just gonna be like, Jared, and then if Jared doesn't respond, I'll just be like, Jen, can you tell Jared to yeah, respond? yeah make
0: Jen Jen is my girl. she'll she'll make it happen if Jared doesn't answer. I know,
1: I know, I know, she'll make I know. It if i can't get in contact with jared i will get in contact with jen vice versa <laughs> i'm like one of them i'll get in contact with
0: yeah so that's hopefully gonna happen so we're teasing it there's no guarantee do not hold us to it but we're gonna try we're
1: Do gonna not do at it. me okay yes, don't
0: add us yeah. don't add no, us no. but do not...
1: jared at jared at jared there you go yes
0: true at jared let's get him in trouble add him and say do this <laughs> with Bill and monica <laughs> message him i'll tweet i'll tweet out this interview um i always tweet out after we're done so when we're done i'll tag jared in there and like just add him and tell him <laughs> answer the freaking phone when philly calls. At jared
2: at jared
1: at jared at jared, at jared that's all i want is yes. at jared, at jared, at jared, oh my at jared.
0: gosh all right i'm gonna tweet something out that will cause that we'll, we'll take care of that when this is over so i'll tweet that out <laughs> like philly's fault at jared and i'm gonna write something out and we'll 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 add him but yeah. that is our hope. So if you guys are listening, that is our hope. Hopefully we'll have something planned. If we do, we will both, we're very social media crazy. So we'll both post yeah. on our socials. Jerry yeah. will figure out how to post on his social. <laughs> Jen will probably help. We'll get it on his social and then we'll um, come up with a date or something. And yeah. have fun um, kind of opening up the door that it's okay. It's all right to have mm-hmm. some anxiety and to have some you know, mental health issues and how we could talk about it and go through it. So we want to yeah. kind of share with you guys. So that's a little tease of kind of what we were talking about a little bit beforehand. So a little tease, don't add us at Jared, but I will tweet about it. So before you even hear this, you will see my tweet today. Um, so when you listen to this, go back a, a couple days, four or five days, look at my Twitter and you'll see the tweet and you just add them.
2: There we go. <laughs> that's how we
0: handle it. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on, talking to me for so long. Being so open and literally being my new like I just love you so I want your partner out of the picture and we just need to change some things and make it work and I'm okay with it.
1: <laughs> I do not mind. You know, I, I it's okay. They'll yeah. go. They'll go.
0: They'll go. They'll go. Yeah. Like you know, he'd stay, but like I'll just be your girlfriend and it's okay. And you can just do you know what you need to do. I just get the joy of hanging out with you and I'm good with that too. Period. Period. Story. Yeah, Period. we're just good. Done. Well, I love you so much. I love you on the show. You're fantastic. I'm praying for a season two. I have my fingers crossed the day it comes. I'm going to freaking message you that second I get that PR release. Um, So I'm hoping that we get an announcement. This has been such a joy. I love you so much. Tell, <laughs> tell like everyone that's there, or if it's just your partner, I'm sorry that I took up like 75 hours of your day but we love you
1: it's my little fur baby he's somewhere he's okay he's he's fine our vacuum our, our little robot vacuum started so he's probably going to chase after uh, that he'll be fine <laughs> all
0: right so good so hopefully I didn't take up too much of your time but I, no, I-
1: see you know you know I was having such a great time that I was like, like hey I need to move my laser hair removal appointment
0: <laughs> are you serious
1: Yeah, it was supposed to be at two o'clock. We're fine. Oh, we're fine.
0: Did you move it though, or are you okay? I did. did.
1: We're later. We're later. We're later. We're good. Okay, good. We're good. I just gotta go get.
0: I was like, I was like, we were talking about that before we hit record. I don't want to screw that up too. Like, oh my goodness. All right, good. You're all set.
1: You were worth it. I do not mind. Oh my
0: gosh, you were worth it. I love you.
1: I love you too.
0: I totally love you. All right, so (laughs) I'm gonna message you after this, um, and just share more love with you. But we'll talk more and we'll figure something out. But I want to thank you. If you guys want to watch Walker Independence, please go watch it. It's on the CW app, all episodes. Watch the whole season. If you did already, you got some background, got some more info. Because we talked to Matt, we talked to Kat. Now we're much further down the road. We're talking to you, Philly, after the whole thing aired. So now you can hear some stuff. And go back and rewatch it. Rewatch it again. And just keep watching.
1: You know, there's Easter eggs in there. There There are still Easter eggs in there that people still have not caught.
0: Ooh, okay. So you, someone can be the first one to catch something. So hey. and tag him. Oh, yep. and really quickly, I do have to acknowledge to the fans that want you at conventions. Round of applause because I have seen some serious dedication to get you at these cons. So yeah. thank you because I want to see Philly at some cons myself. So let's get this guy some coin and get him in these cons.
2: So yeah.
1: y'all. Y- y'all literally have, have. anytime I see that, it does my heart good. I have been fighting my butt off. So has my team. And, you know, so I don't want you to think that anything that y'all are doing is going in vain. It is not. We are pushing as hard as we possibly can. Um, I would love, love the opportunity to go to a con, not just to experience that, but just to meet y'all, get to hug you, have a talk. I know they're they're going to be mad at me, and I think this is their intention. They're intentionally not inviting me because they know I'm long winded, and they're going to be like, "No, you need to speed this up." There's a process, and I'm just going to be talking. I'm just going to be like, "No, it's okay.
3: Five minutes. Look, come on, and
0: talk. Yeah." <laughs> I want. I know. I would love for you. first of all, you have to do a uh, you have to do cons, and you get you, like it's good pay, right? Let's just be real. Get him some money. Get him at these cons. I see all the fans that want to meet you anyway. So let's keep tagging. Keep tagging creation. I can say it. He can't. I'll say it. Keep tagging creation. Keep tagging everyone. Get him at these cons. We all want to see him. Because I want you to come to a con near me. And I wouldn't even, I don't even like, I don't do the fan cons, right? Because I interview everybody. But I would come just to get a hug from you. Because I haven't been able to meet you in person. So that would be- I would love that.
1: I would love that. I would just be like, just stay with me the whole time. Just be here. Hi.
0: I totally would. (laughs)
1: I literally I'm I am literally I'm such that person where if I see people that I know I just I bundle you up I bundle you up and I'm like oh I would just me.
0: stay and no you know what would happen I'd be like you're hugging him too long Mo- move come on stop That's, that was a little too long for me I feel uncomfortable well yeah so keep tagging him for cods please I want to see him I want you to be at somewhere near me and we'll figure it out or if you ever come to New York or if I'm ever where you guys are let's i want to come on set next season so we'll figure all that out i will, I would love I will hug you we will figure it out
2: I literally but, would love
0: yeah so please keep tagging him for creation get everybody up in arms about it because he needs to be there we're gonna at jared so check out my tweet but again by the time you hear this you'll have to scroll back find it and then at him and um other than that stay tuned and um watch the show go check it out thank you so much Hope you guys enjoyed listening to Philemon Chambers, aka Philly, talk about what it was like being on the show, how much he loves his character, the development of Augustus, and of course that epic badass finale. It was so much fun talking to him and getting to hear all of the behind the scenes details. If you missed any of the episodes, head over to the CW app where you can stream all of Walker Independence for free. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you're updated on all of our latest podcasts and head over to our YouTube channel, hit subscribe so you're updated on all of our video content.